Amen, and we are grateful that you are with us today, and we're thankful for the guys and Marty for leading us in worship this morning. If you have your Bibles, I want you to open that to a couple of places. One of those is the book of Exodus, chapter 34, that serves as our base text for this series that we're in. The other is 1 Timothy, chapter 1. Uh, When I say base text, let me just give a little bit of an explanation and an understanding. We at Grace will typically go through books of the Bible. We will start... Philippians 1 1, and we'll end at Philippians 1 23, I think is the last verse, and we'll close out like that. Uh, we will do that, and then we will spend time, uh, from time to time, going through uh, various concentrated sections of text, whether that's the Sermon on the Mount, or the Beatitudes, or just numerous times we'll take a small chunk of Scripture. Romans chapter 8, walk through the chapter. Uh, We are in the series right now where we are looking at the characteristics or, or, or the character of God. And we have a base text that's helping us to understand that from Exodus chapter 34. I want you to look along with me and we'll see. Last week we talked about God is good. Why would we believe that God is good? This week we're looking at this concept. God is good because he's patient. And when we say the word patient, I want us to understand at the end of our time together what it means for God to be patient as a whole, in general, and what his patience has to do with me. But again, our base text, Exodus chapter 34, verses 5 through 7. The Lord came down in the cloud. He stood with Moses there, and he proclaimed his name, the Lord. Direct, very direct of the Lord. The Lord passed in front of him and proclaimed, the Lord. The Lord is compassionate and gracious. He is slow to anger. He's abounding in faithful love and truth. Maintaining faithful love to a thousand generations, forgiving iniquities, rebellion, and sin. But he will not leave the guilty unpunished, bringing the consequences of the father's iniquity on the children and the grandchildren to the third and the fourth generation. Again, the idea that God is patient. The word in your translation may say uh, long-suffering. Here, it says that the the Lord is uh, slow to anger. We'll see that in the scriptures as well. That God, our God, is patient. And in our current cultural climate, we look around and realize that the idea of patience is gone. We are not a patient people as a whole. Like the the human experiment, we are not known to be patient. Our kids have it better than we did when we were growing up. And feel free to call me a boomer if you'd like, but that's just the truth. Uh, Their lives are a a tad bit simpler than ours were in regard to important things like releases of television shows. There's a huge debate right now about TV streaming. Anyone stream television? Just go ahead and raise your hand. You all do if you're watching it. And if you are streaming television, there are a couple of ways that that happens. Our kids, for the most part, have grown up with the Netflix release uh, all of the shows at once model, uh, the gospel writer Matthew, the, the idea that when a TV show releases, you just run through it rapidly. And there are some people who really like that method of TV watching. If you prefer that in your own television experience, go ahead and raise your hand. Okay, that's great. Uh, and there are many shows that should be watched that way because they're, are not, they're not worth much. There's the other model. Some streaming services have gone to weekly releases. Disney Plus does this. Each week, our family will sit around and we will watch the shows that Disney Plus happens to be releasing. We will watch the newest Star Wars or Marvel show. 
Uh, when I say our crew, I mean me and the kids. Hope she's out. She's not into superheroes. Uh, a show ends on a cliffhanger. And we remember cliffhangers from our childhood. It would happen from week to week in some suspense-filled television show. And you could not wait. You could not wait. You could not wait until the next week to see what uh, the A-team was going to do in their van based on what took place the week before. Cliffhangers, they were terrible. And if you had to deal with it, a cliffhanger from one season to the next was mortifying. But now, my children, we end an episode on a Friday... Charlie looks at me and says, on a cliffhanger, they do that every week. I don't like that. I just want to know what happens next. We feel that way. We're the exact same way. We have an, an impatience in us. You send a text message to someone and you look 27 times to see if you've gotten a reply even though you've not felt the haptic in your pocket from the phone blowing up. You're watching for the bubbles on your phone to let you know that that person is thinking. You post a picture on your Instagram or your Snapchat and you look to see, has anyone liked the photo? I don't even know how Snapchat works, honestly. We are impatient people. We use apps to order food at restaurants so we can avoid the wait. If you're in the line at the grocery store, you cannot be still. I am the one who talks to random strangers. You know how much they love that. Random pastor begins to talk to you. They can't go anywhere. We don't like to wait. We begin to get red in the face. Patience is a virtue we see in the scriptures, and it's a virtue that lots of us run from. Yet we read in this text, this God who we know is slow to anger, which means that this God is patient with us. And his patience toward us, it matters. Solomon said in the book of Ecclesiastes, a person wisdom, it, it yields patience. As you grow in wisdom, patience will be on display. Augustine said in complimentary, uh, patience is the companion of wisdom. This God who we know, that we see in the scriptures, he, it says that he's, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and he is great in faithful love toward us. So what does it mean for us as a people to gather together around the idea that God is good because he is patient today? What are things that we want to walk away from this gathering around the scriptures today with knowledge of? So let me give you just a presentation. God is good because he is patient. So we're going to answer these three things. What is patience? Why is he patient? And am I patient? Again, God is good because he is patient. We want to know at the end, what is patience according to the scriptures? What, why is he patient and am I patient? God is patient. You see the idea of patience throughout numerous places in the Bible. One that we find is in 1 Timothy chapter 1. We see the idea of God's patience demonstrated toward the Apostle Paul. Let me read that to us. Verse 12 through 17. I give thanks to Christ Jesus our Lord who has strengthened me because he considered me faithful, appointing me to the ministry. Even though I was formerly a blasphemer, I was a persecutor, I was an arrogant man. Because I received mercy, but I received mercy because I acted out of ignorance and unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed along with faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. This saying is trustworthy and it's deserving of full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and I am the worst of them. 
But I received mercy for this very reason, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might demonstrate his extraordinary patience as an example to those who would believe in him for eternal life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. We come across that word patient. What does it mean? Why does the Bible want us to consider the slowness of God to anger? And when you look in the Old Testament, you're in the Hebrew language. When you're in the New Testament, you're in what's called Greek. The Greek that you see here for the word patience is a word which means um, taking a long time to boil. The God when he looked at the actions of the Apostle Paul before his conversion, and when he looks at those of us who are not believers, that God takes a long time for his anger to come to its fullness. My, my heat doesn't get hot too fast. It's basically what's being said here about our patient God who is slow to anger. Now, in the Hebrew, it's another word. It's where we get it from the baseline text that we looked at, and it's usually translated long-suffering. And we take this to mean, if we're not careful, that God puts up with us. But that's a short-sighted view of who God happens to show himself to be in the Bible. It's an incomplete picture of God at best. Think about it. You're having a conversation, and or you, you overhear a conversation between your kids and their friends about you and how you are... How you are uh, parenting them and they're letting their friend know how much you love them and they say to the friend my mom really loves me or my dad really loves me well how do you know well she puts up with me he puts up with me is that really what we want to be defined by well no I, I don't want to be defined as a loving parent in, simply because I put up with my children because it has to be more than that and if that's how I feel when I interpret this idea in that way, how much more would the God who gives us life and breath and everything else, how much more would he receive this, that this God loves us simply because he puts up with us? The actual word in the original language, it, it means for long-suffering, it means hot nose. And we can kind of understand that conceptually when we consider how you feel physically, not just your, your emotional woos, but how you feel physically when you grow angry with someone. This God is patient with His people, but He's also patient in general. We look at the Scriptures and we see over and over the idea that when you read into the book of Exodus, the story of the children of Israel, that God was long-suffering with the nation of Israel. Because God gave a pagan Egyptian king ten times to turn around even though he was running in complete contradiction to who this God is and the directions that he'd given him. This God was long-suffering with Pharaoh. He's long-suffering with you. He's long-suffering with us. Meaning that God is patiently waiting. The idea of a hot nose, it's the idea that when I grow angry, I can feel it in my face. That your nose would turn red. Maybe your nose isn't the thing. Maybe your ears turn red when you're mad. My, my grandmother would express it this way. She would say, whenever she was upset with us, I'm going to cloud up and rain all over you. Like she was Thor, the Norwegian god of thunder. 
The idea of this anger overflowing. The God who we see in Scripture does not function like that, which means that He does not function the way that we naturally do. This is what we see about this very God in the Scriptures. When we look into 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, uh, my friend Jacob read just a portion of it earlier. Dear friends, don't overlook this fact. With the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years, it's just like one day. I used to read that, and I would try to interpret like when the world was going to end through that passage. I would try to pull the decoder ring out of a box of cereal and see, well, if God created the earth in seven days, and seven days, and every day is a thousand years, and how does this all work together? Missing what God was actually saying about His character using this heavy imagery through the Apostle Peter. That the Lord does not delay His promise as some understand delay. But this Lord, this God, is patient with you. Because our God does not want anyone to perish, but for all to come to repentance. The idea that God is long-suffering, waiting, patiently waiting, giving opportunity for those who are outside of Him to come to know Him and be part of the family of faith. And that this God is patient in His care and concern for us. We cannot fathom the patience of God. God doesn't just show us patience. That's not just something that He gives to us in the way that we would give a gift to someone else. God actually is patience. When we look at how Scripture unfolds, we see uh, these numerous theological works, you'll notice this corollary. Now, I would imagine at some point in your life, if you've ever been around a church building like this, or if this is the first time, welcome. God is love. If you've heard that phrase ever in your life, could you just raise your hand so I know that I'm not alone? All right, now, help me out. Put the other hand up so we've got a wave going in here today. If you've ever heard the phrase that love is patient. Anybody ever heard that? Now, if God is love and love is patient, what does that teach us about the nature and the character of the God who we serve? That God is patient. It is at its core to who he is. From a, we see the idea of God's patience towards sin, his patience towards people who are doing things that he does not find acceptable. God is patient with us. And he sees our sin for what it is and loves us, calling us to repentance, allowing us time after time, day after day, moment after moment, for us to turn away from things that are about us and turn toward him. We look and we notice the idea of God's patience. And we, we make it unlike our very own. We, we see the idea that God's patience toward us is demonstrated that he would show us who he is. Sam Alberry, a pastor who writes for Desiring God and numerous other places, he says this, God is not slow to love, he's slow to anger. God is, his bubbling anger toward our sin is unlike how we happen to function. John Piper says this, God says in his word that what he's doing in every, what he's doing in every one of our frustrations, yes he is, the key to patience is faith in the all-embracing, all-guiding, all-wise, all-gracious providence of God to transform all the interruptions of, the, of His children into rewards. 
Can we not then write in big letters as a heading over our lives and over every frustration, Satan, you meant these things for evil, yet God means them for good. Our God demonstrates his patience toward us, waiting patiently for us to turn away from finding satisfaction in ourselves and turn toward him, looking at sin and seeing that he is the hope in the face of it. God is patient. Why in God be patient with you? Why would God not just turn his wrath toward us immediately and swiftly? Because there's this redemptive story that we see throughout the teachings of the Bible. The fall that we see early on. Book of Genesis. It took two pages for everything to crash. Yet God is weaving and working, drawing men and women to himself. Patiently waiting for those who would be his to know him and to trust him. God is patient. Why in the world? Think about what we see with the story, the conversion story of Paul that we read from Timothy. That we see him summarize here as he writes this letter to Timothy. If you're unfamiliar with Saul, Saul persecuted Christians. Persecuted Christians to the point where he was going around arresting, killing, taking them captive. And as he was doing this, God meets with him in Acts. When God met with Acts, he met with him in Acts, he, Jesus displays himself and says, I'm going to show him eventually how much he must suffer for my name's sake. In this conversion story of Saul, we notice that he moves from a place where he is persecuting, mistreating Christians to being the most vocal evangelist in the world. The most well-known name outside of Jesus in regards to Christianity. We, we see this. Uh, one theologian says it this way, in a paraphrase. God takes the wildest, most violent of blaspheming persecutors and transforms him into not only a believer, but an apostle and an evangelist. If God can do that, there is nobody out there, no no heart so hard, no anger so bitter, that it remains outside the reach of God's patient mercy. So I get to stand in front of a room like this where I know that everyone in your family is not perfectly living out their walk with Jesus. I know story after story in rooms like this each and every Sunday where moms and dads are, have hearts that are broken over children who have ran away. I know story after story as we have grown dissatisfied and sadder and sadder because though we keep clinging to Jesus, maybe, just maybe, your mom and your dad, they don't. Situation after situation where we have neighbors who we have shared our faith with, who we have interacted with, where people have walked away from this Jesus. Story after story where people have chosen for other things to be more important. Other things to be more valuable. And though you have loved them in a way that God calls us to love our neighbors, they still are bitter toward God. And we think maybe we should just leave this alone. Your patience is not what saves. It's the patience of God through Jesus. So we hold hard, We hold steadfast to that. Believing that if God can redeem a murderer like Saul then God can redeem a wayward child, then God can redeem a lost loved one, that God can redeem a, a neighbor who could care less, that God is able to do what only God could do to begin with. God calling people to himself. 
using us in the midst to show that he has been patient with us. And his patience with us matters. We look at this text and we see Paul telling Timothy, I was so far away, but God's great patience towards me has given me opportunity to do these things. We, we may think something like this, but do you know how bad that person's sin is? I heard it framed in this way. From God's point of view, the distance between being ordinarily sinful, we know who ordinarily sinful people are, that's us. And those who are extremely sinful, that's what the people we don't like seem to be. That's like the distance between Lake Jackson and Houston if your point of view is the sun. There is no difference. Our sin is just as sinful. Yet the God who we've met in Jesus is patient towards us. And we have trusted that. And we believe that. And we, we can acknowledge his long-suffering toward us. Church family, how are we acknowledging the long-suffering nature of God in our own lives? Are, are we patient with people who we keep growing impatient with? If there's any hard conversation for a parent to have, it's a conversation about pa- patience. It's a difficult concept. But, I did read it expressed this way when we were considering the idea of what it means for a follower of Jesus to display the good news of Jesus. If you were just given 15 seconds, what if you were simply patient with someone who agitated you? What if we displayed the goodness of God simply by being present? So that as God continues to give us opportunity to present a gospel that we believe is transformative, we have not done a disservice to it by showing anger and rage when our God does not seem to be demonstrating those things toward us even now. God is showing us who He is in this text. God demonstrating why He is patient. Because God is using lives like mine and lives like yours intentionally for the sake of his gospel advancing. The message of Jesus going to lost people through people God has shown his love and mercy to. Well, God is patient. And I get that. Why is he patient? Because he, his patience towards me allows my life to demonstrate the good message of Jesus to people who are far from him, to people who are distant from the faith, to people who are removed from him. God has been patient to me for that. So the question that we land on at that point, if God is patient, am I? Are you a patient person? A long-suffering person. When you've had it up to here, do you raise the roof? Are we people... Are we people who are considering this attitude of God toward our sin? Peter learned about the patience of God. Peter, who we read earlier. From an actual conversation that he got to have with Jesus in a parable. Peter comes to Jesus and he approached him and said, Lord, how many times must I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? As many as seven times. He's asking a question about patience, but it lands in forgiveness because patience leads to forgiveness. I tell you, said Jesus, not as many as seven, but seventy-seven. 
Again, as a child, I would hear this, and I would think, okay, I've got to count more. Use more fingers. Take a marker. But Jesus is not simply saying, when you get to 77, you're done. He's using symbolic language to communicate a wholehearted truth. Forgiveness is this, it's this infinite idea. The one who gets to bring a conclusion to forgiveness is God at the end of the age. For this reason, Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king. A king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle those accounts, one who owed him 10,000 talents brought before him, was brought before him. Since he did not have the money to put it back, his master commanded that he and his wife and his children and everything he had be sold to pay the debt. That's harsh. At that time, the servant fell face down before him. Just be patient with me. Be long-suffering with me. Be slow to boil with me. I'll pay everything. Every single thing. Then the master of the servant had compassion. He released him and he forgave him the loan. Mercy shown. Patience displayed. Hope demonstrated. That very servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. We've gone from 10,000 talents, which is years' wages, to 100 denarii, which is much less than that. When he saw him, he grabbed him and he started choking him and said, Pay what you owe. When we read this story, we are seeing the comparison of people who see and know God's great patience and forgiveness toward us to the way that if we're not careful, we display patience and forgiveness. We show patience and forgiveness. It's this dichotomy of two ideas. It's this comparison between two concepts. It's the idea of us believing that we have everything figured out so that what we do is being done exactly the right way. Even though it's different than the way that our God has treated us. Al Mohler, president of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, says this, Patience, it's a vibrant and viral Christian virtue which is deeply rooted in the Christian's absolute confidence in the sovereignty of God and in God's promise to bring all things to completion in a way that most fully demonstrates His glory. As a Christian, as someone who follows Jesus, as someone who has attached yourself to the name of God, demonstrated in the Messiah, Jesus, we should want to align ourselves with characteristics and attributes of God because we believe that Jesus is God. For the believer in Jesus to show impatience, in particular toward a person, is to display ungodliness. But what about when they're wrong? Because they're always wrong. To show impatience toward another human is to display ungodliness. But what about when they have different political views than me, which for whatever reason we translate as wrong? 
To show impatience toward another human being is to display ungodliness. But what about when? To show impatience toward a human being is to display ungodliness. But what about when they're lazy? To show impatience toward another human being is to display ungodliness. God's patience towards us gives us hope to show patience towards people who have hurt us, wronged us. It gives us the opportunity to see that because of Jesus, we can be slow to boil. Because of Jesus, our faces don't grow hot quite as quickly. That's why Brother James says to us, my dear brothers and my dear sisters, understand this. Every one of us should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Are we those things? If I'm making confessions this morning, I'm not always. I, I'm quick to anger. I, I'm quick to anger. I get angry at myself. I get angry at other people. I get angry at lines. Working toward that. Try, trying to see, is this displaying ungodliness? It's this consistent tension that should be present in our hearts because Jesus has been patient with us. The psalmist David, I'll conclude with this, he, he tells us about this God who we know. He tells us about the God who he knows as Yahweh and how he has shown great patience towards him. He shows us the slow anger of God and he shows us how that slow anger is now being demonstrated to a world as he allows us to have the general revelation of God and his, and his general care for us. And also how he loves us. Psalm 145 reads this. They remembered that God was their rock. This is the nation of Israel. The most high God, and he was their redeemer. That sounds good. But they deceived him with their mouths. And they lied to him with their tongues. Their hearts were insincere toward him. And they were unfaithful to his covenant. Yet he was compassionate. He atoned for their iniquity. And he did not destroy them. He often turned his anger aside and he did not unleash all of his wrath. This God remembered that they were only flesh. A wind that passes and does not return. A grateful attitude toward God should lead to a different attitude toward others. Working toward reflecting the patience of God. Long-suffering, slow to boil. Because sin is going to be dealt with. It happened to Jesus. Is he dealt with sin on the cross. And hopefully those of us who are in Jesus Christ will, will allow that to set our understanding for what it means to be patient, what it means to forgive, and what it means to seek God in all things. Hoping to demonstrate the good news of Jesus as we interact with the world around us that is consistently immersed in bad news. I want to pray for us this morning. Father, we thank you for the chance that we've had to look into your word. Father, I thank you for my church family. I thank you that each Sunday we gather here, Lord, we, we get to sing to you, we get to consider you, we get to think about your attributes today. We, we thank you that your word gives direction and guidance to, to us knowing you, believing you, and understanding you. Father, I pray that you will continue to, show, continue to show us, Lord, 
what it means to consider our own heart's posture toward you and toward others. Lord, that we will not allow our understanding of you to be defined and diagnosed by the understanding of our culture. That you don't simply help those who help themselves. You help those who are helpless. And I pray that we will never forget that apart from you we are helpless. But you have been long-suffering and patient toward us. Let us sing and celebrate that even now. Because you are a good God who does good things. And your mercy, it endures forever.